0: Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more. moving. I could tell. I know that for some of you that was not your era, but you know there's nothing like 70s dance music, right? Yeah, somebody said no, and I went, what? What's the matter with you? Oh, well, good morning and welcome. Uh, welcome to our online uh, listeners and viewers, and uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here, and so glad to be with you this morning. We are nearing the end of our summer series called Mixtape, and uh, looking at some of the favorite songs from the Bible Book of Psalms, uh, because the, uh, there is a lot to music. Uh, every generation and people group have their music, have their mixtape, and music does a lot. <clears throat> music teaches, uh, it inspires, it motivates, it moves us, and it even gets us to dance, uh, Music can even save lives. For uh, when I took CPR training, uh, to do the compressions just right, they used the song "Staying Alive." Staying alive, staying alive. Now, come on, how many of you took CPR training and had that song? Right? Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. So it's a uh, um, it's a good beat to save lives to, but it's also a good beat to dance to. Uh, now I know that in talking in church about dancing, uh, it, there's a, some controversy around that, but the true issue is, a true reality is, is that uh, dance has been part of worship for centuries. Uh, we are hard-wired to dance. I mean, just place on a song and watch the toddlers. Uh, they just love to dance and because uh, it just comes natural. Uh, science has proven that dancing provides uh, balance and strength, it boosts mental functions. It puts people into a good mood and even creates inclusion and social interaction. And much of the time, dance is an expression of joy. Like when David danced before the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, wearing a linen ephod. That's kind of like a night shirt. Uh, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. While he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts of, of, of uh, trumpet sounds, uh, the presence of God was coming into uh, the city and they, David could not even contain himself. Uh, now, if you read on, you've got to read the whole story in Second Samuel chapter 6, because uh, David's wife was not really happy with him at that point. Uh, Actually, she was criticizing him and say, how undignified for you to come and, and dance in your nightshirt before everything. What will the servants think? And I love David's line. He says, I will be even more undignified than this, to give praise and glory to God. Because David was giving glory to God. So full of joy and love and passion an appreciation for all of who God is, he just had to dance. David could dance because he got who God is. God is awesome, mighty, and personal, worthy of praise, one who provides, and one who loves to celebrate and party. Come on. Everybody else is getting up in the yeah. See, Some of you are moving. It's time to what? I think I just want to keep this going. Okay, that's fine. Right. But you get the point. You, you see, David understood and, and believed in the character of God. He knew the truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life in psalm 30 david gives four moving truths helping us dance through all circumstances of life so we're going to look at psalm 30 this morning and before we do that if you wouldn't mind setting your bibles and papers aside and once you stand up let's ask god to bless this morning and teach us something father god thank you That no matter what we go through, uh, the struggles we face, the issues that happen to us, there is great joy and celebration in you. Not that we skirt the issue or just stuff our feelings, but God, you are an incredible, amazing God. There is joy and peace, even in the midst of struggle in our lives. Lord God, may we find that today. May you reveal yourself to us, and may we just grow in our understanding of you where you can turn even our mourning into dancing this morning. So bless this time, use it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to take out of the worship folder that uh, Victor talked about, and and unless you gather the app, and then you can just go right to the worship folder right there. But inside uh, the worship folder, there's a uh, that um, connection card that Victor talked about, a prayer, a praise report. We do love to get this from you. Just place it in the offering basket when it comes around later on in the service, but there's an outline in there. Uh, you can there's blanks to fill in. Uh, if you're online, there's uh, click, click a link there. But if you use the app, what's really cool about the app is that even though the blanks are there, if you didn't quite get the word that fits in, you just check a box and it fills it in for you. How cool is that? So uh, pick up the app and you'll get that there, and it'll be all kinds of fun. So why don't you take your Bible and uh, also there's a study guide out. Um, these double doors and turn left at the end of the service. It's a study guide that gives you a little bit more in-depth on Psalms and Psalm 30 that we're going through, and I encourage you to pick that up after you leave today. But uh, turn your Bibles, if you would, to to Psalm chapter 30. If you don't have a Bible, our amazing ushers are coming down the aisle. They have a stack of Bibles in their hands. If you want to borrow one, just wave at them, and they will uh, uh, give that to you to open up to Psalms. Psalm's about in the middle of your Bible, and Psalms 30 Is kind of towards the uh, left part of that, and you can turn over there, and there's links online to find those as well. But let's uh, slide into uh, this, this psalm of David, Psalm 30. David penned this psalm, and it's entitled, very interestingly, it says, At the Dedication of the Temple. Uh, And what's interesting is that David had already died before the temple was allowed, uh, or the temple was uh, built. David actually wanted to build the temple because he had such a heart after God, but God said, you have too much blood on your hands, being that you were a major warrior. And uh, Solomon, his son, actually built the temple. But David was allowed to bring the ark uh, into the city, and that's why he was dancing before the Lord. But when the leaders were going to dedicate the temple, they knew David's heart and allowed this psalm to be used for the dedication of that occasion. But the Psalm, psalm 30 is, is one of a personal thanksgiving uh, for God's repeated care and deliverance over the course of life. It's speaking of God's provision and protection and, and care of us, and really all found in who God is. Now, this psalm is from the Bible Book of Psalms. Uh the book, as we learned last week, if you're here with us last week, uh Pastor Kerry talked about the, the the Bible book of Psalms is broken up into five different books. Uh, this is found, our Psalm is found in book one. Uh also I encourage you to get the map of uh Psalms. This map is a, there's a if you go to the uh, information desk, you can either get the physical map or the if you go and um look at the study guide, there's a link to that so you can get this and download it yourself or have it on your uh phone or computer. And it's a great opportunity. It's really good to look at the overview like this and to see kind of how the book is put together as you're studying that. I encourage you to do that with all of the books that we look through as we go through each Bible book in different segments and series that we do. But to understand it really is helpful. Now we're not sure why Psalms was divided into five uh, different books. Some say it's because of the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, and maybe it's because of that. I, I think God just likes the Number five, that's why we have five fingers and five toes, and five just seems to be a good number. I like the number five, but, but uh, we're not sure why, but it but um, could be because of the five books of the Torah. And, but the Psalms, all the Psalms, reveal God in a unique and moving way. And, and in Psalm 30, uh, we continue to look for that, and we are looking at these four moving truths of God. The first one in Psalm 30 is God is personal. Hopefully, you're there with your Bible, and you can turn over to uh, uh, Psalm chapter 30, and you're there. Let me read verses 1 to 3, that God is personal, these four moving truths of God. David writes, I will extol you, O Lord. In most of your Bibles, you have a capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Whenever you read that in the Psalms, it's the name of God, Yahweh. So it, it, it's that it's the all-encompassing of who God is capsulated in one word, Yahweh. We don't know exactly what it sounds like because in Hebrew, they felt it was too ominous of a name to, and they left out all of the vowels and just left the consonants. And so we take it to mean Yahweh, some have said Jehovah, but it really means the whole encompass of the, of the name of God. All that's in the name of God is in this when they say Yahweh. So I will extol you, O Yahweh, for you have drawn me up, you have not let me, let my foes rejoice over me. O oh, Yahweh, my God, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O oh, Yahweh, you have brought me up from my soul, from Sheol, that's that waiting place of death and, 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 and despair, and you restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit David sees God's hand personally answering prayer and personally rescuing because God is personal. It's like when Jesus was was coming near. Jesus, who is God, uh, was coming near to the city of Jericho and he encountered some blind beggars. This story is found in three of the Gospels, three of the four Gospels. It's found in Matthew chapter 20, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter 18. The verses are up on the screen or will be. It's a story of, uh, or is it, they're in your notes uh, if you're looking at that. The, the, um, the story is, whenever you see a story that's found in multiple gospels like three or four or two of the gospels take note of that and actually read each version because when you do you get a different angle of the story and it adds to it as a whole and so to get the whole understanding you need to read the full story in all of the gospels matthew mark and luke but the crowd was was moving along as, as Jesus was near Jericho. And if you picture just a strong and crowd of people and Jesus kind of in the middle walking along and his disciples are kind of like the, the bodyguards keeping people away and Jesus walking along. And as he's walking along, what lines the streets there are, are beggars because there's no uh, uh, social service uh, opportunities. There's no uh, uh, county taking care of the homeless or anything like that. The, the only way they can take care of themselves is to stand be put in the, in the in the path of people and hold out their hand and and beg and hope that people will drop some kind of coin or some help in some way and so these blind beggars are begging there at the side and they're hearing the crowds going on and and they're asking who what, what's happening what's happening someone says Jesus of Nazareth is coming along you almost can see it in their in their faces <clears throat> some something happens within them and some resolve comes out of them, and they they start crying out, Jesus, Jesus, Son of David. Something incredible happens. Right at that moment, Jesus stopped. Just let that soak in for for a moment. Jesus, the most important person There, at the time, the most important person in all of the world—God Himself, who is, according to Colossians, breathed into existence all that we have. Not only that, He holds it together. This is Jesus, who can uh, does all kinds of incredible miracles. This powerful, majestic person walking along, and He stopped. See, the lesson here is that Jesus stops. Because the truth is he will stop for you. He's not some uh, too busy God or distant deity that, that doesn't care about the reality of people, but he stopped. Maybe that's all that you need to hear this morning. Is That God stops for you. You are that significant to God. He cares about what you're dealing with. He cares about the struggles you face. He cares what goes through your mind. Nothing's too trivial for him. You're not less important. See, God is, is personal. And what made Jesus stop there was the faith of these men. They cried out, Jesus, son of David recognizing who Jesus is, all of what his name encompasses, that he is Messiah, that he is Lord, that he's Savior. Jesus chose to heal them because of their faith. See, David had great faith in God. He knew God was not some distant deity, but a personal God who cares. Now, yeah, God does not always heal or Or give the help that we want. But God will walk with us in life through all our issues. If we're willing to cry out to him. Call out to him. And turn to him. That's why I love Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. The them is not only the people that seek to destroy you but all the them of those issues that we face in life. Each one of us go through our stuff. Right now, you may be facing huge things. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. God is with us, personally present with each one of us. And when we come to faith in him, we are locked into his presence. But the reality is we weren't born that way. The reality is there is something that stands between us and God, and it is impenetrable. There is this force, this rock, this wall, this chasm that's between us Holy and amazing God, where there's great help and joy in His presence, and us, frail, struggling human beings. And if we can just get to His presence, there is huge help, but there's something that stands in the way. The Bible's clear what that is it's sin. All of sin and falling short of the glory of God. Isaiah says that our iniquities have separated us from God. And there's nothing we can do to jackhammer it away or kind of explode it away. Or try to melt it away with our good actions. It's just there. And that's why we need a savior. And that's what Jesus came to take care of. Jesus is the only one who can remove that burden between us and God. As many of you have done, you've come to the place in your life where you believe in Jesus. And the gap is closed. And now you are connected with God. We are so personal with God, we are even considered family. I love how <clears throat> Romans explains it. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. That's what it is when we get that connection, when you come to faith in him. And I hope you have made that. If you haven't made that decision yet, boy, talk, let's talk. (laughs) And make sure that you have that connection with God. Because you're considered family and there's inclusion in that. And and so like David and like these blind beggars, will we in faith cry out to the Lord? He's personal. This truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life. The next moving truth from Psalm 30 is God is praiseworthy. Look at verses 4 and 5. Sing praises to Yahweh, O you his servants, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy, joy comes with the morning. All of who God is, his name is worthy of praise, because all of Scripture tells us of his great, loyal, steadfast love for us, and lamentations <clears throat> verse three verses twenty chapter three verse twenty two and twenty three says this the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end; they are new. Every morning, great is your faithfulness, God. Yes, great is your faithfulness. You see, when we focus on how great and awesome and wonderful and amazing and incredible and powerful and majestic and caring and personal God is, there is help and there is certainly hope. We see this all the time with David. As a matter of fact, why don't you take your Bible? You're in Psalm 30 right now. Go uh, right and go to Psalm 86. Psalm 86 is conveniently located right after Psalm 85. And uh, go to this psalm. Uh, um, it's entitled "Great Is Your Steadfast Love." It's one of the only um, psalms authored by David in this book of this in this, this section of Psalms but it's, it's it's as great as your steadfast love. Uh, David is is struggling in this psalm. It's called a personal lament. It's a struggle because uh, <clears throat> David was feeling like people were after him, and, and it really wasn't just a feeling. David had people after him trying to kill him. You've got things that are after you. Maybe it's debt collectors. Maybe it's Someone who's in a relationship and you just you're struggling with them and they're kind of after you for something or there's some issue at work or some issue at school to come or it's just something in life that you feel like you're after and you feel like you're weighted underneath it and you feel like you just can't even breathe it's so intense that's where David was when he penned this psalm. He asks and just pleads out to God, "Hear me." What's interesting is. It's how David walks through this path of yes, sharing his feelings and crying out to God, but he he continues to go back to how amazing and wonderful God is. Listen to this, verse three. He says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all day. Gladden my soul, gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I do lift up my soul, for you, O Lord, are good and forgiving and abounding in steadfast love. To all who call upon you. That word, steadfast love, is the Hebrew word has said. It's, it's, the, it's the loyal love of God. It's the, it's the love that says that, that, that never stops, that, that continues on, that, that it's not a love in spite of, it's, it's not a love because you do this or a, or a love that only if you're good, but it's a love that is in spite of everything, God still loves you. It's his loyal love. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Because it just continues to flow. David praises God for that. Jump down to verse 10. He says, for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Verse 12, I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. Ever, for great is your steadfast love towards me. You've delivered me from the, my soul, from the depths of Sheol. Verse 15, but you, O Lord are a great and merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. See, David didn't choose to just simply complain and go off at how overwhelmed he is and how struggling he is and this thing and that thing and all bad. No. He didn't wallow in that. Yes, he was honest with God in his feelings. You read the whole psalm, you'll see that. But what he did was he kept focusing on the power and the might and the majesty of God, of who God is. And God is praiseworthy. See, the truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life. And so, yes, in life, we will struggle. We get sick. Cancer happens. People hurt us. Circumstances do not always work out how we hoped. Relationships fail. We face difficult times, and I—I got to be honest with you. Uh, these past couple weeks have been not easy for our church. We've had six deaths in the last couple of weeks. Ruth Eggleston uh, um, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and. Not only that, some of you have heard the news that uh, Richard Clemens, Mr. C, used to sit right over there, uh, passed away this week. Um, Patsy Lambert, uh, Terry Lambert's uh, wife, her mom, Jeanette died um, just a couple of days ago. Suzanne McKeldry, um, Justin McKeldry, one of our pastors, her mom died while Justin was away in Scotland, Jim Passmore, one of our elders, his dad died. Um, Annie, um, one of our faithful servants, uh, her brother died. And uh, uh, Nikki was just telling me who's playing guitar. Up here. A pair, friend of hers, found out there was a fatal accident, and one of them is hanging into the in the balance in the hospital. And a woman came up to me after the seconds. the first service and just in tears and she's struggling over her husband who just recently died and then you add to that the i think it's three shootings three deaths in gilroy 20 deaths in texas and i'm not even sure if they've got the count from the last one that happened Yeah, in Ohio. But just awful. We struggle. Hurt is real. But as we talk through our pain, we don't stuff it, we don't forget it's there. As we talk through our pain, it really helps to focus on God, on all of who He is his might, his power, his his incredible personal intensity that he deals with us, his majesty, all of that. I love how 1 Peter 5.10 puts us, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, will himself restore, Confirm, strengthen, and establish you. See, we're to, to trust in God in this way. And just like David in Psalm 86 as he, though he 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 shared his feelings, he kept coming back to how amazing God is, struggling with it, coming back to how amazing God is. The truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life. Here's another moving truth from Psalm 30 that, that God provides. Go back, you're in Psalm 86, go back um, to Psalm 30. Now verses uh, uh, 6 and 7. David writes, he says, As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved by your favor, O Yahweh. You made my mountain stand strong. You hide your face? I was dismayed. David is acknowledging the blessing and the confidence in God's provision. Here's a phrase I'd like you to remember. Is that we have what we have by the hand of God. And we have what we don't have by the hand of God as well. See, these verses that David penned in, in Psalm 30, these verses are not so much talking about being complacent with what God has given, but that God provides, and it's from him. We have what we have by his hand. And we should be more concerned about that we are in a right relationship with God than what he provides. See, it's, it's not just in the blessing of provision and prosperity that we should feel the presence or hand of god because we have what we have by the hand of god but we have what we don't have by the hand of god as well reminds me of of uh, uh, my time in cuba some of you know that a few weeks ago i was in cuba we did a little exploratory missions trip there and uh the the four of us went uh um uh, Lance Peterson, uh, Bruce Camp, myself, and then Martin Metis there, and the three of us flew together from here to Miami, then Miami to Havana, and it was great. The flight was great. We're all happy, laughing, having a great time. We're, we're walking into the border, uh, and walking, we went through passport control. We got our religious visa so we can talk about Jesus freely there, and it was all great, and everything was fine, and, and then we went through the passport check, and then we went in to get our bags. Well, we got all our bags. They all came, which was great, and then Everybody got their bag, and then I noticed that my bag had that special little tag on it that said, Secondary Search. Um, but I figured, hey, no worries. God's with me on this. And so um, the the two of them, Bruce and, and Lance, they decided to go on through since their bags were just fine, and I proceeded to wait in that line for four and a half hours. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Um, I was praying the whole time that God would just let it go through. I actually got out of line and went around to see if I could, you know, because I'm here, I'm trusting faith in God. Gonna grab them. I'm just gonna walk through and they go, Oh no, 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 no. You need to go in that other line. Back to the line I went and waited with my little cart. And that uh four and a half hours, about four hours later, they Came and I opened my bag, and they were sifting through it, and they found some of you were here on Father's Day. You know those flashlights we gave out? Well, I brought those to give out to um, the the churches, the, the house churches that we were at. I, I brought those, and if you did, if you notice, there may not be some pens in your um, seat back pockets because I stole, uh, well, I took fifty pens, and um, so I could, So they had something to write with. So I, I had fifty pens and fifty eight flashlights, and they didn't want me because they were afraid I was going to sell them. Traveled all this way for fifty-eight. I might make a buck on each one, anyways. Um, but but I, I was praying the whole time through, thinking, God, we're just going to let him go. It's no big deal. And no, they they confiscated the flashlight and the pens. They almost confiscated the Bible study, but they decided not to, and that was great. God had that go, and and uh, and I finally got out. That's the picture of me coming out. Now I had thought, um, I actually thought that Lance and Bruce were going to leave me. At the airport because I had the directions to get to where we we're staying and I had Cuban money in my pocket and I figured you know I'm, I've traveled I can figure this out for myself a little nervous about that spent a lot of time thinking okay now I'm now I go take a taxi what's the what's the Spanish for the, you know I'm trying to think of all these things and and I, my, there's relief on my face thinking because these guys were standing there and they were clapping as I walked out because I was the last person to leave the airport uh, it, it was just uh, one of those things and and, I, and actually I was a bit Glad to be out of there, but be a bit frustrated because um, I couldn't see uh, any reason why God wouldn't just let me pass. I mean, 58 flashlights and 50 pens, come on, God. But the truth that God provides and that we have what we have by the hand of God and we have what we don't have by the hand of God as well kept coming back to me. Philippians 4.19 kind of encapsulated. it. It's, Capsulates it this way, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And if he doesn't supply, then it's not that God left me or abandoned me, but that I needed to, to choose to have peace in his provision. Because it's obvious that I have what I have by his hand, but I have what I don't have by his hand as well. And I need to be content with what He provides. See, the challenge here is to understand and experience God's presence, not about His His what prosperity He gives to us, but His presence. And I want to illustrate this in a second here. And so, um, John, can't you come up here? Greg, come on, come on, come on here. I mean, I, you have a beard; it's, It just looks good right here. <laughs> come on. <clears throat> well, I, I just come up here. Come on. This is Greg Weaver and John. Come on up, Greg. Um, I'm gonna uh, let uh, be God just because of his nice be- beard here and said. So, so you are. You're, let's just say that you're God right here, and and John, you're a sinful man. You can take that however you want. Uh, and uh, and God and man want to be together. God wants this relationship. Man should want this relationship. But sin, that's me, stands in the middle. Remember, we talked about Jesus took away sin. And when you come to receive Jesus, so come you know, come and just shake hands and be nice and stuff like that. And 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 now you now they've come into a relationship. And they have this great relationship and so face each other. They've got this face-to-face relationship. You put your hand on his shoulder, and you guys are connected. And so these guys are that you know, God, God and man are connected. But what happens in the reality of life as we go through life, we get distracted and we're easily turned uh away from God. Now God never Leaves us or forsakes us, right? Remember that verse in Deuteronomy? I will never leave you or forsake you. He's always with him. But is, is John experiencing the, the, the presence of God right now? Not really. He's kind of facing a different direction. He's looking for all kinds of other things to, to help him in, in life. This success, that success, uh, all of these other issues he's going through, maybe even some sin getting involved with that, and he's not experiencing the, the presence of God. God's still there. So how is he going to experience the presence of God? What does he need to do? Yeah, he needs to turn around. You know what the Bible word for turning around is? It's the word repent. Yeah. Write this verse down. 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us From all unrighteousness. For some of you. What you need to hear today. You know God is with you. But you need to repent. Because you have been looking. Everywhere else. To fill what you really need in life. This issue. This relationship. That achievement. And it's never going to satisfy. This is the only thing. That satisfies when we have that face-to-face connection with God and understand his true provision in life in this, that's where it happens. That's what he wants us to understand. Some of you need to turn around. And when we spend time in communion, take that opportunity. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you doing this. Thanks for letting me. In all this, God continues to provide, but we enjoy the blessing of His presence when we turn around, for the truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life, which brings us to the last moving truth of God from Psalm 30 is, "In God, we can party." Woo. I almost want to play that song, celebrate again. Um, don't do it. it's okay. <laughs> Um, but let me read the last few verses here. To you, O Yahweh, I cry. To the Lord, I plead for mercy. What profit is my death if I go down to the pit? Will will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Yahweh, and be merciful. O Yahweh, be, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You loose my sackcloth. And clothe me with gladness that my glory may sing of your praise and not be silent. Oh, Yahweh, my God, I give thanks to you forever.
1: It's clear.
0: God hears our cries and hears our prayers. Now, I know sometimes we don't feel it because the answer is not what we wanted or what we hoped, but please know the truth. The word of God is clear, 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we can celebrate the reality of that, that the God of the universe stops, and he leans in when we call upon him. You are significant to him, and he does hear you, that's something we're celebrating, that the God of the universe, you have audience with. We can also celebrate that someday, either this side of heaven or when we get there, that God will turn our mourning into dancing. Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, fear not, for I am with you, God says. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I, God says, will strengthen you. I, God says, will help you. I, God says, will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the best place to be. That's a place of celebration, even in the midst of our issues and struggles. It's not that we shove them down and pretend that they're not there, but we can celebrate with all the wonder and greatness of God who's working in us and that we're connected with. So yes, we can party, uh, and celebrate even when we struggle. Because we can celebrate because the God of the universe is with us. For The truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life. See, regardless of where you are in life, knowing God more makes a difference. Because the truth of God can inspire in all circumstances of life. Psalm 30 gave us four moving truths of God. God is personal. God is praiseworthy. God provides. And in God, we can party. So let's dance. (laughs) Will you pray with me? Father God, uh, thank you for the truth of your word and the great reality of uh, your personal that you uh, are worthy of praise that, that that you provide and that that you do want us to celebrate even when we're in some of the struggles of life and uh, god help us to interact with you lord help us to be reminded that you stop for us the lord help us remind us that We need to turn and to face you. To realize that we have what we have by your hand. and We have what we don't have by your hand as well. And to find that contentment in your provision. Help us, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.